Okay, Zerashim Shimdrush Tas Parsha Shmois. So he starts with a medrash from the Yalkut Shemaini. Right? The Yalkut Shemaini is a form of a medrash, and it's going on the Pasuk, Vihine Asne Bayer Baish. We're familiar with the Pasuk, the Abishra's Megal himself to Moshe Rabbeinu, and he comes in the burning bush. And the Pasuk says it's a very strange phenomenon. The bush, the bush is burning in the fire, but for some reason it's not consumed by the fire. You know what the symbolism here? Why he appears in the Sneh? Because it was because of hatred that we got down to Mitzrayim. So now it's the beginning of the Gu'ul. You have to realize it's been over 200 years, 210 years since Klai Yisrael have been in Mitzrayim. And now this is the Gu'ul. This is this man, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is starting to take Klai Yisrael out. And he's saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying in this moment that it was because of Yosef's brother's hatred for Yosef, that's how we came to Mitzrayim. Ubishvilai, so it's because of the hatred, and it's in the schos of Yosef, that's why I'm coming in the bush. And I'm going to redeem them. So, so far what we've seen is a very perplexing measure. That somehow the sneh relates to the hatred between the Shvatim and Yosef, and that it's in the schos of Yosef particularly that Kala Yisrael is going to leave Mitzrayim. Shene'emar. With a very strong arm, you've redeemed your, your people. Who are your people? B'nei Yaakov, the children of Yaakov, V'yosef, and Yosef, Selah. That's the end of the Pasuk until Ma'akam Lashono. So it's, I guess what the Medrash is picking up on is that it says that the Gu'ula took place, not Stam to B'nei Yaakov, to Klal Yisrael, but the Pasuk specifically emphasizes that it's Yosef. So what's Pshad? The Pasuk is particularly emphasizing that it's Yosef. It must be that it was Beschus of Yosef that um, the Jewish people are redeemed. So, so far, what do we have? We have that the snare relates to the hatred, point one. Point two, that it's in the schos of Yosef that we get out of Mitzrayim, and we're looking at a Pasuk and Tehillim, that the Ebesh was Ga'alta B'zrei Amech HaPnei Yaakov Yosef Sela. Frekt, is there a few questions here. First of all, how do we understand what the burning bush has to do with the hatred of the Shvatim to Yosef? What is the connection between the burning bush and hatred? How does that show that it had anything to do with one, one relating to the other? That's the first question. The second question. At the very end of the Medrash, it brought a raya that it was in the merit of Yosef that Klai Yisrael went on Mitzrayim because it said, you have redeemed with a powerful arm and then it said, B'nei Yaakov Yosef. What's the raya? But on the other hand, it says that it was the children of Yaakov and Yosef. So meaning to say, if the Pasuk was really coming to emphasize that it's because of Yosef, then it should have just said, B'nei Yosef. But what does it say? It says the children of Yaakov and Yosef. It sounds like it's true, Yosef does something, but it's also true that Yaakov is doing a lot. So in other words, how can the Pasuk be, if, it's, if you were writing the Pasuk here and coming to emphasize that it's the schos of Yosef, so then only write that it was because of it's the children of Yosef. But the Pasuk is saying, B'nei Yaakov v. Yosef, actually the true implication is that it's only like a partial impact coming through Yosef. So what does that mean? Is it in the schos of Yosef, but only a partial impact of Yosef? How do we tighter up what's going on? So the second question is trying to understand what exactly means, really, if you're really getting to that point, what does it mean it's in the schos of Yosef that we're redeemed? Is it the sole schos of Yosef? Not really. The Pasuk is mashma that it's been a Yaakov v. Yosef, that it's only almost like a contribution that Yosef is making, but it's not really in his sole merit. So how do we touch that up? And then we get the final kasha, the third kasha on the Medrash. What connection is there between this and the bush burning in the fire? So I guess the question is, what is Yosef? I think this is the question. What is the fact that it's a schus of Yosef that we're redeemed have to do with the burning bush? So this question obviously relates to the first question. Somehow the bush relates to the hatred, which we'll have to get to. But then the third question is developing. The Medrash then kind of 
goes off. It says, we got to Mitzrayim because of the hatred and that's related in the burning bush. Point number two is that it's in the schus of Yosef that we get out. It sounds like that also has something to do with the bush. It's like it goes with the problem is with the bush. You can see the problem. And then the solution is in the bush also. So we have to figure out, number one, where is the hatred in the bush? And number two, where is Yosef in the bush? So because with this measure, why, why, why should Yosef go down? If it's because of their hatred, why is he being punished? Right. It sounds. It sounds like it's not Yosef's fault. It's, we're blaming the Shvatim right, initially. So why is and he then, going down? you mean well, how could Akolish Baruch who allow why, their their why, hatred why to come? Why is he going down? Why is Yosef going down? He didn't. It's not because it's, it's because of the right. Problem. Right. It almost sounds like he's the victim, and then he ends up saving us. That's what it is. He's the victim of the hatred, and he goes down their their hatred, and then it ends up that we get out hundreds of years later when we're punished for the hatred. We get out in the schluss of Yosef, and both of those points somehow are in that burning bush. So we got to figure out question one and question three are obviously very similar, but question one is focused, how do we see that the hatred is in the bush? And question three is, how do we see that Yosef is taking us out in the bush? And question two was, what's the raya from the Pesach? How do we see that it's in Yosef's close that we leave Mitzrayim when the Pesach also says, how do we see that it's really only the close of Yosef? So he's now going to uh, tell us one simple point here. I'm going to start with a very simple point, and then it's going to get a little more complex. Or we can explain. The Kavana of the Medrash. Now, obviously, the difficulty, the implicit question the Medrash is dealing with is why would the Geula come in the bush? Why not another place? Therefore, the Medrash is telling us right away that, and this is where the key is, a Sin and a Samach are interchangeable. They're interchangeable because they make the same sound. So Sne and Sina, you hear it, it has the same exact sounds. To it, a sna and sina. So you hear hatred. So we're basically saying, just as the, the, the way that we got to Mitzrayim came from hatred, which caused the, the, the cell of Yosef to Mitzrayim, so too, HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself in a sna. So it's like the name of the thing represents the hatred. So that, I think he's just touched on point number one. How do we see the hatred in the bush? And the answer is, it's exactly the same word. It's pretty cool in Hebrew. Sna and sina are the same. All right, great. Now he develops, and this is from actually, it's interesting, from the, the Megala Amukas. Megala Amukas was one of the very big Kabbalists of the time. And he bring, he quotes from here, Megala Amukos. Megala Amukos is the name of his Sefer. If you look at the number of years, you'll see it. We were in Mitzrayim for 210 years. Where does the number 210 come from? Seems pretty random. The answer is, the how many years was Yosef missing from his father? 22. So the Shvatim caused the father to mourn this loss of Yosef for 22 years. That's why there's an exile that we're high for. 22 years for each of the 10 tribes. So each of the 10 deserves an exile of 22. So you do a little quick math, 22 times 10, Davi Rach Ashana, that's 220 years, because 22 times 10 brothers is 220 years. Great, why 210? Allah says the Bala Mukos, the Fishamisu Bechutzar is Kolasar. What happens is that they weren't Zoycha, because of the really, in a way, it was their own actions, the whole thing that happened, they weren't Zoycha to die in Eretz Yisrael. They all died outside Eretz Yisrael, and they had to wait for the Kvura until they got to Eretz Yisrael. So since they all died in Egypt, Nismatu Yud Shanim. So we deduct 10 years from that amount. In other words, it's like, you can, you can take just a little bit of the punishment away because they weren't Zeicha to die in Eretz Yisrael because of their own actions. They follow Yosef down to Mitzrayim and then they, they, they die in Mitzrayim. So since they weren't Zeicha to die in Eretz Yisrael, you could subtract just a little bit. So let's go over the math. 
22 years, Yosef is separated from Yaakov. Yaakov mourns for 22 years. Each of the Shvatim is high of 22 years of Golas. So therefore, 10 times 22, 220. But since they weren't Zohar to, to, to die in Israel, so a little bit, they get a little bit of atonement in that. So instead of 220, each Shevet gets off one year, and therefore it goes down. Instead of 220, it goes down to 210. That's why they remain in Golas for only 210 years. So what he's doing so far with this, okay, that's obviously a very Kabbalistic idea that the 210 years correspond to the 22 years of Golas times 10 minus 10 from the fact that they weren't buried in Israel. Fine, that they didn't die in Israel. Fine. But what does it bring out the point? Why is he developing this Megala Mukos for us? Because it shows us that the whole Yisoy, the whole essence of the Golas Mitzrayim is the hatred of the brothers. That's the point. It's, it's, it's a direct relation between the hatred, what it caused, and then how long we have to be there. It's connected the hatred, what they did, the sale of Yosef, and how, how he was separated from his father. Connected that is the duration of time that we're spending there in Mitzrayim. So that's all he's developed developing so far. So therefore, and he concludes that point, and that's how we understand. That's why when the Gu'ula comes, it comes in the snet. We're trying to indicate, to hint, to the fact that the reason of the whole Golas was because of the sin of Yosef, which had led to the 22 years of, of mourning, which wasn't really mourning. And now that the 210 has been complete, Right? This is the beginning of the Gula. Now they're finally able to go. So Hashem comes in the snare exactly at that moment, 210 years. So Hashem is showing this 210. Now it's up. Now the Gula can come. Here I am. I am in the snare. I am from this place of hatred. The place of hatred, which caused the whole thing, 210 years when it's finally up and we've been his copper for the 22 times 10 minus 10. Now I can be Magala myself and begin the Gula process in the snare from the hatred, from the thing that Israel relates to the hatred. Great. So that's, I think, so far what we've answered is question number one. Clearly, we see where the measures is coming from, that the snet is connected to the sinna. Ava, alzeh, kasha. There's a difficulty with this whole idea. Blaming the whole Mitzrayim and the hatred of Yosef, of, of the brothers towards Yosef, there's a problem with the whole thing. Why? Because there's steers. There are other, in the Bali Kabbalah, who believe a completely different reason why, why we needed a Golas Mitzrayim. The Dilma HaGolas Umitamach, maybe the whole Golas is really a different angle, not the sinna. He quotes from the Lev Arya, Now the Gali Rezaya, again, these are heavy, deep capitalists that he's quoting right here. He quotes from him a fascinating point. Who is the one who brought an Aramaic word into the Torah? So first, let's just take a step back. The Torah is written in Hebrew. There is one, oh, whatever, it's really two words. There's one phrase, two words in the Torah that are Aramaic words. And the Gemara in Megillah highlights this, that there are two Aramaic words in the Torah. Where are the two Aramaic words in the Torah? In the treaty that Yaakov makes with Lavan at the end, when he's on the run, so they make this pile of stones, whatever it is, and it says Yaakov calls this pile, this monument, call it, he calls it Gal Eid, Gal Eid, the pile, which is a testimony, right? It's a monument to a peace treaty. And Lavan calls it Yagar Sahadusa. Yagar Sahadusa means exactly the same thing, just in Aramaic. It's a pile that testifies. But Lavan uses an Aramaic word while Yaakov uses the Hebrew word. So the Levari quotes from the Gal Eid, he quotes the following idea, that Yaakov was the one who was actually blamed for this introduction of Aramaic into the Torah. Because by which is a really big novelty because Yaakov called it a Hebrew term. Lavan was the one who did it. But since Yaakov was the one who introduced Lavan into the deal and Lavan therefore calls it 
Tarsatusa, who he's introducing this Lashon Arami into the Torah. Therefore, he is held accountable. He told his brothers, gather stones, take the rock, make the mount. The whole thing is the problem in the Aramaic. Bringing in the Aramaic was the entire problem. Now, let's just try to understand this. It's a very hard idea to relate to. But the basic point, if you think about it, was it was a peace treaty. And a peace treaty, you're going to start seeing this. You're going to call it in the Hebrew language. You're going to call it in the, in the foreign language, in the, in the Aramaic language. There's too much equality here. That's the point. Peace, you want to make peace with Klai Yisrael, make peace with Klai Yisrael. But Klai Yisrael has to see themselves as the higher thing. That the Lashon HaKodesh can never be just, okay, that's what Jews happen to speak. Lavan doesn't speak. That's the whole call of Yigar Sadusa. The fact that there's a Pasuk in the Torah, if you really take a step back and think about it that way, you know, the Torah is telling us Lavan called it Yigar Sadusa. Lavan Afgamino, Lavan called it, Yaakov called it this, Lavan called it that. But it's really what it's saying is that peace was achieved. But peace was achieved in a way that it didn't define Yiddishkeit's Kedusha of Torah strong enough, Kedusha of the Lashon HaKodesh. It made it like equal footing. And that's why the Pasuk's making like such a big deal out of that in Parshas Vayetze. The Yaakov, Yaakov casually calls it this and, Lo- and Lavan happens to call it that. Okay, it's there. You call it in your Hebrew language. I'll call it in my Aramaic language. It's all equal. We come, on it, we come into Shalom. We come to peace and the Jew can just bend to him and he bends to him and everything is fine. Where in the essence, which is really part of the reason why sometimes we say, part of why it is hard to make peace with the Jew is that the Jew isn't always really well, willing to bend and be equal. That's kind of the paradox of Yiddishkeit is that we do believe we're higher. We do believe we have more Kedusha. We do believe that, you know, it's not just casual that we call it Hebrew and you can call it your thing. No, this is what it is. You know, it's like, not that it's a direct comparison at all, but it's like Menachem Begin used to say, you'll never have peace. He used to say this about the West Bank. He said, you'll never have peace if you think that you're making peace in Judah and Samaria. Unless they are called Yehuda Vishomron, then you never will be able to make peace with the Jewish people. It's not Judah and Samaria. It's Yehuda Vishomron. Unless you chop that it's Yehuda Vishomron and you know what the Kedusha is in Yehuda and Sherman, you know what Shomron was, you call it Samaria, so then you're never going to understand what it is to us. You're never going to get it. You can never have the peace with us. But the world's like, so stop calling Yehuda and Shomron. Be okay. Meet me in the middle. So it's complicated. It's complicated. It's not, not easy. When, you know, But there's just a little bit of a marshal to what he's explaining here. How Yaakov is allowing Lavan to call it Yigar Sahadusa, introducing this Lashon Arami into the world. What it needed, and this is the tick when we go to Mitzrayim, we go to exile, is that we have to become distinct. We have to become a people who realize you cannot become a Urif with other nations. You can't live side by side where he's calling Yigar Sahadusa and you're calling it Galate. It's not going to go. And he brings and a beautiful allusion to this, that it was in, the, in a punishment for calling Yigar Sadusa that we went to Mitzrayim. By the sale of Yosef, what does it say? Where did the people who, sold, who they sold him to, where did they come from? By Yesuei Neim, it says the Shvatim raised their eyes. By Yeru, and they saw. There's a caravan of Yishmaelim. Where are they coming from to pick up Yosef? Migilad, from Galad. They're coming from Galad. Literally, Yosef is sold on a caravan. The people come from Galad. What's the vart? It's that very place of Galad, which Lavan called the Yagar That's the caravan that picks up Yosef. Why do I care where the Ishmaelim were coming from? The Torah is being Miramis to you. You know why Akadosh Baruch Hu is orchestrating that this whole Alpi Ashkocha that we're going down to Mitzrayim? It all stems from Galad. It all comes back to that story that it seemed everything was fine. You'll call it this, you'll call it that. So, in this interpretation, what he's quoting, we'll call one more allusion to this in a second, but the, 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 the catalyst for the Gullahs is not the hatred of the brothers, but it's a different Indian completely. 
It's an Indian of making sure that the Jewish people see the utmost Kedusha, Balashan HaKadosh. So now he brings one more raya to this. V'zehu, this is what we say on Seder night. It's a Pasuk and Parshas Kisavu. When we're talking about Golas Mitzrayim, we say this by the Seder. Arami, it's mamish, this is, this is, mamish, a golden idea. Arami, Oyved Ovi. Vayered Mitzrayim, right? What's that Pasuk? Arami, Pasuk Shad is, there was an Armenian, that's Lavan, who was Oved Avi. He oppressed my father. He oppressed Yaakov. And Yaakov went to Mitzrayim. Do you ever wonder, like, that Pasuk makes no sense? Lavan oppressed Yaakov and he went to Mitzrayim? That's Bechlal, not the story. The story has nothing to do with Lavan. Arami, Oved Avi, Vayered Mitzrayim. That's the Pshat. And not only that, what's the simple Pshat in the Pasuk? Why do we call Lavan Arami? Of all places, Arami. Why not call him Lavan? And another kasha. What do we darshan right away? We say, Onus al pia dibur. The Yaakov was forced al pia dibur. What does that mean, Onus al pia dibur? This is gold. Arami davka. The, the, the lashon that we're using is Arami is specific. Lashon Arami. It was Arami. It was the lashon Arami. It was the language of Yigar Sadusa that caused the whole thing by Yerid Mitzrayma. Why did we go down? Because of the Arami. Because of the Aramaic language. Onus al piyadibur. That's what we say in the Haggadah. We were forced because of the speech. That's exactly the Indian. Because of the Aramaic speech that was introduced from Yigar Sadusa, that's what was Arami Oyved Avi Vayyerid Mitzrayma Onus al piyadibur. Is that Dibur from Lashon Arami that forced us down to Mitzrayim. And he explains a little bit more about the, the, what's not only Stam, that it's Aramaic, but Aramaic is that Shreifa thing. He says, We know that Aramaic is not just that it's not Hebrew, it's even worse. It relates to the forces of impurity. Why the Gemara is written in Lashon Arami is for a different discussion, a little bit beyond us right now for tonight. But for one thing that we have to know tonight, that Arami is almost the, 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 the impurity connected Lashon HaKodesh he brings from the Gemara and Shabbos. Shein Malachi Hashar is Makim one of the things about you know the greatness of Kaddish is that we say it Balashan Arami it says that the angels don't understand the angels don't speak Hebrew, don't speak Aramaic what's the Indian because it's pure Kedusha pure Kedusha it's pure I'm, I'm sorry only I didn't say it right it's it's the one thing that has impurity in it it has forces of impurity inside of it so since it has forces of impurity Malachi are completely pure human beings who are balancing all this different complexity and the garbage of inconsistencies of humanity. So we know what it means to be able to speak and do good things with Aramaic. But the purity of angels doesn't allow them to even speak the language, the Gemara says. So he's bringing out that he called Yagar Sadu, so it wasn't Stam, it was really a bizarion in a certain respect to what the, the Lashon HaKodesh from Yaakov. So if so, if him came Lafit Hamzef, you go with this, that suddenly there's a whole other reason for the exile. Hodra so then why is Hashem in the Sneh? That's what's going on in this metric. We start off with a beautiful pshat. But the reason we're in a metric, we're in a snaz because snaz connected sinot because of the hatred. Beautiful. Everything 220 minus 10, 210 years, Hashem comes in the snaz. But then the Medris realizes, hey, there's a whole other shot why we're here. We're here all because of Balmigale, because of Yigar Sa'adusa, because of the Aramaic, and we have to go there to keep Lashon Kodesh. So what, which one is it? Zok the Medrash, if you're going to be bothered by this, look at Yosef. Yosef was the one who brought Tikkun to Lashon Kodesh. Why? What the Medrash is saying, I'll reason with you. Even if you're right that there's another reason for the exile, because Yaakov used Aramaic words to be included in the Torah. I'll show you why Hashem reveals himself in the bush. It comes in the merit of Yosef. He's going to show us how Yosef was so mocked, despite the fact that he was entrenched in Egyptian culture and everything, he refused to use the Lashon of Egyptian. He was very loyal to Lashon Kodesh. So it was in the Schus of Yosef that we were saved. Where do we get that? We get a few things. I'll go a little bit quickly here. 
First of all, Ishus Potiphar Mahavilanu Ish Ivri. Potiphar's wife calls him. She says, You have a Hebrew man. Why does he all, why do we always call him an Ivri? The reason why they call him a Hebrew is because they're saying he doesn't even speak our language. That's what they were saying. All he is is some Hebrew kid. He's a Hebrew kid. All he speaks is Hebrew. But oh, furthermore, we know that Gavriel taught Yosef all 70 languages. Why? So that he'd be able to interpret power's dream. That was the whole Indian. If he says, Really? Even though he learned all 70, he spoke Egyptian one time only when he interpreted power's dream, and that was it. Or he only used it when he was speaking in front of power because it would be a disgrace to the king. But the point is, if, without that special uh, teaching from Gavriel, he never used it. He moved, he became the greatest person in Mitzrayim, but he never used Egyptian, he never used their language. That's why in Parshas Vayigash, when Yosef says, Ani Yosef, he continues and he says, You want to know how I'm Yosef? The Pasuk says, look, that it's my mouth speaking to you. And what does Rashi bring? What was Yosef showing them? Yosef said, look, I speak Lashon Kodesh. He told them, if I'm still speaking Lashon Kodesh, then bring my father down. What he's saying is, if you see I'm speaking Lashon Kodesh, then tell Yaakov, don't be afraid to come. What he's trying to say is as follows. Yaakov, you're nervous that you're, whole, you're the real Goyim for the Gullahs because you had your gar, so I do so. And now Klai Yisrael is forever not going to appreciate Lashon Kodesh. Dad, I got you. Everything is going to be okay because I'm here being Misak in that Indian. I'm here no matter what happens in Mitzrayim. I'm being Makbid to be loyal on Lashon Kodesh. So don't be nervous. Maybe Yaakov's concerned. You know, we're never going to get out of this. We're going to be stuck here forever. Shari Atatikanti Epigami says, don't worry. I have fixed it. I was careful never to change my language. Even though I'm the king of Mitzrayim, I never spoke in their, in their language. So now, we, based upon this insight, we can now understand what the Medrash is doing. Again, Pashup Shad is we're in the snap because of the hatred. If you're going to tie in the Yaakov because of the Hebrew slash Aramaic issue. So Yosef says, no, 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 it's in the schus of Yosef that we're there. So Vaiter, everything goes back to Yosef because if it's the problem of Aramaic, then Yosef is the one who takes us out of there. So therefore, now we're going to answer the second question. That's why the Medrash says that it's because of Yosef that I'm going to redeem you. The Pasuk said, I'm going to redeem the children of Yaakov and Yosef. What does that mean? So we ask, if it's in the schos of Yosef, then just say it's the children of Yosef. The Teretz is, this is the way you read it. We're all the children of Yaakov. And Yaakov is, in, is, is, is guilty, so to speak. He's responsible for bringing the Aramaic in. And we were subjected to the Golos of them, but we're also Bnei Yosef. We're Yosef Tikan. Yosef fixed this. If it's Chuzor Negelu Vazel Bnei Yaakov, Bnei Yaakov Selah. So the point that we're bringing out and the conclusion is, is that what he's saying is, even if you're going to say we're Bnei Yaakov, and if we're Bnei Yaakov, so you're going to be nervous that it's not because of the hatred, and the hatred isn't over, and it's because of the fact that we don't speak it, and now what are we going to do? That's what it says. Don't worry. You're not only Bnei Yaakov. It's Bnei Yaakov the Yosef. Meaning Yosef was down in Mitzrayim being so careful, being so loyal to the Lashon HaKodesh that he was going to save you. And then he finishes off in a beautiful idea with the idea of the burning bush. You see, my bush performs the mission of the Abishra and doesn't get burned. Go on my mission and you won't be harmed. What does that mean to say? That if you're careful to the, to the thing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you don't get harmed. We can explain, but still he was careful. He wasn't spiritually harmed. He didn't lose his Hebrew. He was very careful not to bring himself into the Egyptian culture. And that's what it means that the bush was not burned. He brought himself into the fire. He was there into the fire. The danger of being with the Gaim was there. Once Yaakov called it, Yagar Sahadusa, Ivey. 
The guy Sadu says, here we have to be in there. But Yosef comes along and he realizes the power that the bush can be on fire, but it doesn't mean that you have to be burned. He was still loyal to the Lush and Kodesh. So in conclusion, let's go over the three kashas and the Tiruz. We have a Medrash. The Medrash is saying, Sneh is connected. Yosef, Sneh, Sino. We clearly got that. But then the Medrash says also that it's the schus of Yosef that we're saved. And it brings a We have three kashas. What's the connection between the bush and Yosef? The second kasha, what, is it, what does it mean by Yaakov v. Yosef? Is it because of Yosef or Yaakov? And the third kasha is, is, and the third kasha is how do we see it's Beskus Yosef because of the burning bush? So we answer all of it that it's the first approach would be that it's because of the hatred 220 minus 10, 210. Now it's the time for Gula. Then you're going to have a kasha on the whole Torah. Who said it's because of the hatred? Maybe it's because of the whole Indian and the, about introducing Arami to the Torah, Yagar Sa'adusa, the whole kasha that we're bringing, and that it was Arami Ovid Avi and it was Aramaic that introduced it, and that was the issue, and that's how we got down. And that it says Yosef is going to get us out because Yosef was loyal to Hebrew. He's like that burning bush that even when it's on fire, it doesn't get consumed. He was always Machved on the Lashon HaKodesh. So if you go around it, no matter that's what the Medrash is saying. No matter how you look at it, you can have to see Yosef here in the picture. That's why it comes out that Kalish Baruch reveals himself specifically in the snap.